Hello, this is Father Neil here and welcome to the May 22nd episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 1127 to 1129 of the Catechism. 4. The Sacraments of Salvation. 1127. Celebrated worthily in faith, the sacraments confer the grace that they signify. They are efficacious because in them Christ himself is at work. It is he who baptizes, he who acts in the sacraments, in order to communicate the grace that each sacrament signifies. The Father always hears the prayer of his Son's Church, while in the epiclesis of each sacrament expresses her faith in the power of the Spirit. As fire transforms into itself everything it touches, so the Holy Spirit transforms into divine life whatever is subject subjected to his power. 1128. This is the meaning of the Church's affirmation, that the sacraments act ex opere operato, literally, by the very fact of the action being performed. That is, by virtue of the saving work of Christ, accomplished once for all. It follows that the sacrament is not wrought by the righteousness of either the celebrant or the recipient, but by the power of God. From the moment that a sacrament is celebrated in accordance with the intention of the Church, the power of Christ and his Spirit acts in and through it, independently of the personal holiness of the minister. Nevertheless, the fruits of the sacraments also depend on the disposition of the one who receives them. 11.29. The Church affirms that for believers, the sacraments of the New Covenant are necessary for salvation. Sacramental grace is the grace of the Holy Spirit given by Christ and proper to each sacrament. The Spirit heals and transforms those who receive him by conforming them to the Son of God. The fruit of sacramental life is that the spirit of adoption makes the faithful partakers in the divine nature by uniting them in a living union with the only Son, the Saviour. So the sacraments are efficacious, the sacraments are are needed for salvation. That God gives particular graces through the sacraments. That a Christian needs the sacraments to get to heaven. This is why evangelization is so important. This is why it's so important that people come to church. Not because we need to fill a lot of empty buildings, but because it's such a great help to get to heaven. And God wants everybody to get to heaven, but we need to cooperate with him. We need to take the help he gives us. And the sacraments are um, a virtually um, indispensable help. Now the church says that, sure, if you get somebody that's never known Christ, somebody who through no fault of their own doesn't know him, and we think of somebody maybe who is uh, living in a jungle somewhere that never met anybody that mentioned Jesus to them, But also this would be people in modern countries that have very small Christian populations that maybe they've heard the name of Jesus but they just can't believe it or they just don't know it deeply enough. But that for everybody else, you need the sacraments. Again, uh, we saw in the section dealing with salvation uh, before um, that in the creed, how sometimes, yes, even those who are brought up in Christian countries but who are morally so far away from the church that they find it morally impossible to enter the church because they were scandalized because somebody did something to them or whatever. 
okay, God isn't going to hold that against them. But the church just makes life so much easier. It makes eternal life so much easier and it makes this life so much easier that you'd be crazy not to do it. You know, you'd be crazy. But, again, unfortunately, there are many crazy people there. But, um, so the sacraments are this thing that we need for salvation. And they are because in them Christ himself works. It's not the priest who baptizes, it's Christ who baptizes. It's not the priest who anoints, it's Christ who anoints. It's not the priest that, that says to you, I absolve you from your sins, but it's Christ who says it. Working through the minister. And for this, you don't need a perfectly holy priest. Again, it's much better if you have a perfectly holy priest. If somebody is a priest, they need to be as holy as they possibly can. But even an unworthy priest, this is one of the big heresies, Donatism, in the early church, in, especially in North Africa, where St. Augustine was, that people were saying, what, do, what happens if you discover that the priest that gave you uh, a Holy Communion wasn't a, a worthy priest and that he had, uh, he had betrayed the church? And people think, oh, that's terrible. That sacrament can't be valid. But this is very dangerous because the sacraments are valid because they're valid, because Christ made them valid. Okay, if somebody goes messing around with things and you're using Coca-Cola instead of uh, wine for the Eucharist or you're baptizing somebody in, uh, in I don't know, in apple cider, then okay, that won't be uh, a valid sacrament because you don't have the sacrament. But if you have a valid sacrament, if you have a real priest saying Mass, even if he's up to his neck in sin, even if he's got a mistress or 20 mistresses, even if he's killed three men, even if he's, I don't know, selling arms uh, on the international arms market. All these things are tragedies. All these things are terrible sins that should never happen, that need to be corrected, that if they're not corrected in this life, will be corrected in the, in the judgment in the life to come. However, his sacraments are still valid. Remember what St. Francis said about the priest, the, to the question, what would he do if he had a priest who had a wife and who had children? who had a mistress and had children, he said he would kiss his hands because from these hands come the body of his of Christ. And this is, uh, in a sense, what the church is inviting the faithful to, to see, to see this, that the sacraments are real presences of Christ, that Christ is really there in spite of any sins that, that the minister might have, in spite of the problems of the person receiving the sacrament as well. Because if we're all waiting to be perfect before we receive a sacrament... You know, it's kind of like waiting to, till you're better before you go to hospital. You go to hospital because you're sick. And the hospital cures your sickness. And many times the sacraments, again, in their order, can, can cure our sicknesses. I'm not saying that if you're, uh, I don't know, up to, your, up to your nose and sins, you should be receiving Holy Communion. We have other sacraments first. We have the sacrament of confession, of reconciliation. But again, we'll get into that later. But the sacraments are places where we can meet forgiveness where we can find the perfection that we're missing. And this is what we're invited to see in the sacraments. So tomorrow we're, uh, we'll continue and tomorrow we'll have number 1130. God bless.